Thank you for tuning in to All Along the Watchtower, a DCAU podcast. The DCAU. Okay, what's up? She's shaking Let's her head. I clapped. Oh my god. The DCAU is a series of cartoons starting with Batman the Animated Series in 1992, stretching to Justice League Unlimited in 2006. I'm your host, Brother Zack! And with me this week, awakened to the cosmic energy, Brother Mitchell. Oh. Uh, good morning. <laughs> Only just awakened, both to the cosmic energy and, and general. And also today. You're right. <laughs> this is true. And the seventh circle of Jupiter is in alignment with Cameron. Yeah, hi, I'm here also. Well, that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Damn, we got some real freaking like spooky ambiance for our secret society going on right now. Yeah, I don't trust yeah, no, mystical it, uh, bullshit. No, <laughs> no, that, like, <laughs> you've got your hood my, down <laughs> in the front row. You're like typing on your phone. Just, oh, yeah, what's up? Uh, I'm here. Yeah. We're doing roll call. Hey, yeah. <laughs> secret society weird cult meeting? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Br- Brother Cam, what's up? Here. Yep, yeah, it's me. Uh, also, we ordering I'm pizza sorry, today? That's... I got this, uh, you know, I got $15 gift card, Papa John's. Maybe I can get some. I'm get sorry. Some. Oh, no, not Papa John's. Gross. Yeah, I know. Don't it's really them. bad. Um, uh, also, I uh, wouldn't I, say I, no to a Papa's John. <laughs> I'm sorry, this also isn't smoke. It's my humidifier. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting over a chest cold. <laughs> yeah. Take care um, of yourself, brother. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're here. Mitch is back after... Um, you've been gone for a couple episodes, I think, haven't you? Just no, I think two? the entirety podcast has been gone for a couple quote-unquote episodes. <laughs> no, we, we, we only took one week off. Mm, did we? Yeah. Um, yeah, we missed one week and then we put out the bonus episode. We've been uh, doing pretty good. I was on the, 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 I the know, previous episode. Cause I know, because I've been uh, editing them. Mm, <laughs> I was in the previous episode. The previous episode was um, and in such a timely shock. manner. Has he been oh, you're right. Them. It was. I agree Graham with what Cameron was it? just said. Yeah, uh, Graham, Graham keeps freaking ghosting on me. Graham is currently in an abandoned shack somewhere in the main wilderness, right? In a small. Yeah, Graham's town. living in a Stephen King novel <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Craft rock. He's actually um, uh, he's been messaging me updates. He's reading uh, my favorite book, "The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet," and uh, he's been giving me updates. He's liking it. Oh. So there you go. There's your Graham uh, minute there. <laughs> That's Graham good. Minute. I mean, that was more like a Graham like seven seconds or so. It's just the title, okay? It's not literal. Can... Get off my dick. Whoa! All right. Yes, yeah. and I will. Um, we're sorry, we, we're legally, you might have missed this during the bonus episode, we are legally obligated to mention penises within the first five Oh, I forgot I to look up a now. penis I, fact for this episode. I don't know if I am 100% on board with this new, uh, uh, hashtag, uh, part of our brand that we're working I into. I don't, look, I don't like it either, but the demon that we bound ourselves to is a big fan. He says we get way more downloads now. Yeah, uh, well, the dread demon lord Priapus. Oh, gross. I don't like that. Never mind. I'm, I'm breaking this blood contract. <laughs> That's a demon who is about loads. It's not going oh, really God. a blood contract ah. so much as other liquids. Stop it. Stop it. Both of Fluids. you. Fluids. Bad. As Bad. Ugh. Ugh. 
I'm disgusted. Sorry. If you're still listening here, uh, you're stronger than I am. I would have turned this off if I wasn't bound to record it. <laughs> Just shaking my head. Just shaking my head. Uh, we've got uh, Mitch, if you haven't noticed, is uh, Cool mm-hmm. Jazz Flavor Mitch. Uh, hey, today. welcome to the uh, W3-4 uh, Jazz Watchtower. I'm your DJ. <laughs> He's the Fresh Prince. <laughs> is this your is this your first day on the job? Uh, here's here's a uh, here's some here's a clip of Bill Clinton playing saxophone on our single whole show. <laughs> I love that for your radio station you are playing a clip of Bill Clinton on the Arsenio. We just sort of show. have to take his word for it that it's Bill Clinton on the smooth jazz right on the sax. Could be you anybody. Uh, no, you can tell. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, how, how you been? How's, how's fatherhood? Uh, freaking freaking tight, dude. Uh, nice. yeah, passing a couple of, uh, new milestones. Um, no relation to the comics imprint. Uh, mm-hmm. the boy, boy one, he mm-hmm. just got his first tooth. Oh, that's always fun. Okay. Ooh. Coming on in. He's going to bite your finger right off. Uh, baby oh. zero. He just uh, overthrew his first uh, democratically elected uh, government. So is that what happened in Angola? <sighs> it is. I, I thought mean, I detected his hands over that. Yeah. Spectral. I, now it's actually, the, uh, everyone has to update their records because now it's Angola, but the O is actually a zero. It's a right. zero. Yeah. That's kind of why I thought it might have been him. Mm-hmm. You try and get that gamer tag now, you will be anything, but I'm like, disappointed mm. to see it's taken. Mm. Mm. That might be zero. Mm. Um, uh, how are you, Cameron? How, how are the dogs? The dogs are good. They're currently looking at me expectantly. Oh yeah. Are you gonna give them treats? I wasn't going to, but I suppose I could. Those don't do it. No, do bone, not dude. do it all. Don't do it on air, please, God. It's bad enough hearing you eat on air. I don't need to hear dogs (laughs) crunching on food. I mean, they're a lot farther away from the microphone, usually. Just throw a dog Uh, bone. We got a new new bed, and it's it's set up in the office right now. It's a trundle. Uh, How big was the size box that it arrived in? uh, I don't know. I had some people come by, and they set it up. Do you even listen to podcasts, Cameron? No. (laughs) Uh, Is it on Audio Entropy, whatever you're referencing? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, did Mike Duncan record it? Um, I don't actually, know who that yeah. is. Uh, the fella who's done. Actually, I think Mike Duncan. Mike Duncan has done some Casper ads. Uh-huh. Some Casper or Lisa. Gotcha. Uh, both of which arrive in um, very particular size boxes. Well, this is the mattresses, right? Go down. Yeah, uh, we yeah went they, to they might arrive our mattresses. In, in, in a mattress, uh, in a mattress box the size of a uh, a smalled fridge. Oh, he does small Casper ads, hasn't he? Yeah, huh. yeah, you can hear it now in his voice. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, it, but anyways, I'm telling you this because the dogs are extremely excited that they have a place to lay that isn't the floor in the office now. Uh, your old bed is now office bed, or this is where new this, bed go. This bed goes in the office. This bed is for office bed. What kind of bed did you get? It is a day bed. It's a trundle. It's two twin-sized mattresses. Bedtime! We're going to stack a bunch of pillows on the backboard and make it into a pseudo-couch for the office. 
bed talk. But my bed whole family down. is coming out here to visit for Thanksgiving, so I have to sleep eight people in my house, so I needed more mattress space. <laughs> bed to the bone. I hope you're all down for some bed talk. Get it? No, like the down, down stuff's comforter. all in the master bedroom. Like down. Oh, down. Phoenix <laughs> down. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. All right. So we've got um, we've got some news um, to talk about on the DC front um, really? that That's we true. should probably touch on. Okay. Uh, uh, number one, Graham is. That's it's true. true. Yes. I'm not. Does he want us to uh, disclose that much information about? Him? I don't know. Bleep this all out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably just. Yeah. We should probably redact any mention of Graham that we've made so far. <laughs> Who's Graham? <laughs> <laughs> My best man, Graham. He lives in Ontario, Canada. Whenever Graham's not on the podcast, we want the listeners to be asking, who's Graham? <laughs> and why aren't we talking about him? <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, we New York Comic Con happened, um, and so there was quite a bit of uh, DC news that broke. Um, so also Titans came out. Titans out. Oh, yeah, I was going to watch that, and then I was busy. <laughs> I think we're we're legally planning. obligated to. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm definitely sure going to watch it. I'm just ready to do a know, bonus. Was going to do it before this episode, and it's going to have to be before next episode. Well, I mean, we should wait. Don't talk about it on an episode because we're going to do a bonus over it. So we should save reactions for that. Mm, have you watched it? Not yet. No, <laughs> I've been trying to talk Victoria into watching it with me, and she is actively refusing. Has she seen the trailer? Oh, yeah, she saw the fuck Batman trailer. <laughs> Yo, fuck Batman. Uh, what if you said it like that? Batman. Oh, fuck Batman. No, shut up. Don't talk about him. I'm Robin. Like, like, like he gets all squeaky like, fuck Batman. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, okay, I'd be cool with that, sure. You're down with that? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so let's I have engaged let's, let's the start. exercise bike. I will now be podcasting while exercising. <laughs> oh, Christ. Excuse me. <laughs> We're a very professional outfit here. Oh my god. Okay, so first is that new? we've got uh, We just managed to unpack it finally. It is also set up in the office. The office is coming together. Mitch can attest the last time like he was here that so yeah. the office was kind of still a mess. It was a large room filled with computers on other sides. It was like one computer on one wall and another computer on another wall and then there was just, there was a room. <laughs> and it has bookcases, and a couch bed, exercise bike, Bed talk. <laughs> um, a fake non-functional okay, so, fireplace, which is the stupidest feature. God of this damn house. it, Cameron! I have a movie to get to. We're going to talk about DC stuff. Not oh, what movie are you going to just talk back? about the specifics of Cameron's house? Jesus Christ! Um, what movie he's are you going to see? A bad times. I'm going to go see Royals. Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see it. That is no one of my favorite directors. Good cast. It's got the the man who what plays Thor in it. Uh, one of the Chris's. Uh, the Hem- mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth. Gotcha. The most worth. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. we've got first up, um, uh, Birds of Prey is happening. The ah. DCEU movie. Uh, Journey Smollett Bell and Mary Elizabeth Winstead were first cast um, as Black Tight. Canary and Huntress. Specifically, I love oh, nice. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So I, I, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Old Journey from Friday Night Lights. Old Friday Night Lights. She's great in that. I I want to watch Friday Night Lights, but I've never actually seen it. But it's good to hear that she's good in that. Yeah. 
Um, so they're uh, they're Huntress and uh, Black Canary, and uh, Margot Robbie is reprising her role as um, Harley Quinn, which fine. She was good as Harley Quinn in a bad movie. Um, so is I, she an Oscar winning bad movie? Thank you. That's true. Um, an Oscar winning bad movie. Correct. Uh, I guess that does segue into another piece of news about the DC world, but we don't have to get there yet. If we have more to talk about Birds of Prey. Uh, there's one more Birds of Prey because they announced there's it one more um, birds. after the other. Yes. Um, uh, Rosie Perez has been cast as Renee Montoya. Okay. Uh, yeah. I uh, didn't specify I didn't whether she is... Uh, specifies... Huh. I mean, doesn't specify whether she's the question or just Detective Renee Montoya, but, mm-hmm. uh, but we will see. Probably just Detective Renee Montoya, I would guess. Yeah, probably, but who knows? In season three, assuming the show is doing even remotely, it's a movie. Okay, it's not can, a show. Oh, it's, it's a, a movie. movie? Cameron. Yeah, I thought it was a show. Nope, movie. Correct. All right. Well, in Birds of Prey three, the movie, the sequel to the sequel Squawking to the movie that we're talking about. Yeah, Flew the Coop. Maybe the question nope. can show up briefly. Yeah. Number two is going to be Flew the Coop. Three will be no. Number two. Back. Number two is foul play. Come on. Uh, Num- yeah. No, number two is foul play. Can number three be Flula Coop? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, now, uh, what was the Academy Award thing that you mentioned? Oh, no. I was just talking about Suicide Squad at all. Oh, um, yeah. Into the, old, the, old, the old scoop them up. The old <laughs> DC hanging out back in the dumpster behind <laughs> That's a mean way to say. Disney. To say that is a happens. mean way. But yeah. I, I did not mean it to uh, characterize uh, James Gunn's uh, existence in this way, um, but but it does definitely have the uh, whoop swooping up your scraps. Ooh, what's this? Didn't left a little meat on this James Gunn here. I don't mind if we uh, kind of bring him over here for this Suicide Squad movie. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's doing Suicide Squad 2. He's writing it, hasn't officially signed on to direct it yet, but apparently signs are pointing towards that happening. And um, it is, according to DC, going to be a fresh take on the uh, franchise. They aren't specifying whether that means it is like a clean slate or whether he they're just going to basically keep the cast. Uh, as And when I say the cast, fresher. I probably mean just like Deadshot and Harley Quinn. Right, the only yeah. two people care about uh, yeah, and then um, I mean Captain Boomerang's got to come back. Uh, oh wait, uh, no, they'll He's probably Captain keep um, Amanda Waller too. Because um, wasn't that uh, Viola Davis? Yeah, she was. She was really good. She's she's a good choice to play yeah. Amanda Waller. Uh, sure. But uh, but uh, yeah, he's signed on for that. I am tentatively excited for that. I love the Guardians movies, so I will. I'm intrigued by what he may do there. Yeah. Uh, then we've also got uh, Matt Bomer has uh, joined the cast of Doom Patrol as Negative Man, everyone's most favorite useful superhero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've uh, been the corrected most... that his time limit is a minute in the comics also. Yes, I saw the Discord. Is like, mm-hmm. what the hell? <laughs> um, and uh, casting one of the world's most handsome men as a dude what's face is bandaged is very funny to me That's how you do it mm-hmm. um and uh last uh we've got uh the voice cast for the harley quinn animated series was revealed uh it's that's insane. why i was confused by the other thing yeah well okay. if it's insane um, then that suits the harley quinn animated series <laughs> rattle off this <laughs> name zach uh we've got Diedrich bader returning as batman 
um, yeah. from Brave and the Bold. Who we all know uh, as Z, of course. Uh-huh. Most famously, I Z. I honestly forgot he played Z. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Kaylee Cuoco as Harley Quinn. Um, uh, Lake Bell as Poison Ivy. Oh. Uh, well, Wanda Sykes, Alan Tudyk, Christopher Ooh. Maloney, J.B. Okay. Smoove, Natalie Mo- Morales, Ron Morales? Funches, Jim Rash, and a lot more. Rash, too? Um, they didn't specify characters for, like, that last group of names, just that they're in the show. Uh-huh. Um, and they put out a little trailer. Um, it went a little too meta for me, but, yeah. uh, I like the voice work and the style they're going for. So, I'm, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be good. I don't know. Were you asking you? me? I don't know. No. no. Cameron, do you know? Who? Oh, he wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cameron's... Um, you're you're, start, you're talking about voice actors and stuff, and I'm like, I don't know any of this stuff, so I'm just going to move on. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and last one that I want to touch on is, well, last DC thing, um, is uh, Brian Bendis' DC line of comics got revealed, and it looks fucking cool. It's called Wonder Bendis Comics. Like Brian. It's oh, nice. uh, It's a teen book focused line uh he's relaunching the comics incarnation of young justice uh with uh impulse robin and superboy superboy's hey. back in the he's back in the 90s with jacket. the fucking leather jacket it got looks jacket. great i really like the wonder um, comics in the wonderful 101 i thought he was a fun addition <laughs> that's a video I'm, game i guess I'm moving playing. on yeah <laughs> Somebody like um, that. Uh, <laughs> no, no Naomi. one will. It was a really good. If you uh, get that, nice. don't tell me. No one tell me. <laughs> I don't want it. Uh, Naomi by Brian Bendis, David Walker, and Jamal Campbell. Uh, it's going to star a new character. Don't really have too much details. Uh, a reboot of the Wonder Named Twins. Naomi. Name Naomi. Oh, okay. A reboot of the Wonder Twins by Mark Russell and Stephen Byrne. Mark Russell is the Flintstones and Snagglepuss guy, so that's really interesting. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm on board. Uh, and it's like Wonder Twins. Hard pass. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the dude what did the insanely good deep Flintstones comics is doing it. So. Yeah. Form of socioeconomic critique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, his Lone Ranger book launched, and I really liked the first issue. It was good. Uh, yeah. uh, and last, uh, Dial H for Hero by Sam Humphreys and Joe uh, Quinones. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, one more book that is coming down the pipe at some point. The, they said it's on the way. Uh, I'm only mentioning it because it ties into our bonus episode. Uh, a new Amethyst Princess of Gemworld series. Hey. Yeah, she, apparently hey. she's also going to be on the Young Justice team. Didn't Molly say we're supposed to stop you from doing that? She's got her earbuds in right now, I think. <laughs> she might be watching something. I can just go fucking buck wild Hell on the yeah. mic right now. I can get rowdy in here. Hmm. Uh, but I'm yeah. I'm, she's not looking. Uh, the the <laughs> so other... She doesn't care about me now. Uh, the other uh, big comic news that is a lot less fun is the Chuck Wendig hmm. debacle. Um, yeah, so Marvel is plumbing new lows... Yeah, um, um, this one really fucking bums me out. Um, basically, Chuck Wendig, who is a uh, pretty prominent sci-fi author, fantasy author, uh, he writes a lot of Star Wars stuff and has written a lot of Star Wars stuff for Marvel. 
Uh, Fairly outspoken fellow online. Yeah. Uh, has a large social media and, and just internet presence. Yeah. Um, he's very outwardly liberal, um, and he's not afraid to uh, cuss at people, basically. He, he, he makes he make a cuss sometimes. He, he cusses. Okay? If you've seen Deadpool, it kind of, you know, the parts where Deadpool get a little bit rude. Chuck Wendig is like that. Deadpool. But political. Um, and uh, Marvel, specifically editor Mark uh, Pansia, fired him. Uh, explicitly because of his behavior on Twitter. Um, which is fucking disgusting. Like, I, I really don't have any other words for it. Um, regardless of whether you're, like, a fan of Chuck Wendig's work um, or anything of that nature, Marvel just jumping straight to firing a guy because he is, you know, pretty vocal about his politics and also um, notably has been the target of, you know, the Asterix gate, comic gate, gamer gate, whatever gate yeah. you want hate mobs for years, um, throwing him to the wolves because like, you know, they've been getting complaints from that group is, uh, disgusting. Like, yeah, it's, just it's shameful caving to the freaking scum of the internet right now and yeah. world. Yeah. It's, um, it's bad. And I, I'm, I've dropped all my Marvel books, uh, from my pull list over it. I'm no longer going to support Marvel unless they like, you know, the only way I'm coming back is if they, Fire Mark Panacea and rehire Chuck Wendig, um, which I wasn't even planning on buying his books. Honestly, I like I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but I don't care. He deserves that job. Like I, yeah. his writing doesn't it's factor into such it at all. A freaking mark against the company, and this is not obviously it, you know been following anything with Marvel lately over the past couple years. I'd say two, two or three it's, years. You know, this yeah. is not. This is not. Uh, an aberration. This is like another tick toward this really disheartening direction. Yeah, it's yeah, been going, going a stupid direction for a bit now. And I forget the, what the first thing that tipped us off was. The, but definitely the one where I was like, "Hmm, partnering up with Northrop Grumman, huh?" Was the, the first one where I was like, "Well, okay." The first real dark sign, I think, was in 2016, where that comment came out from like a retailers summit where, um, where their head publisher, I think Bill Jemis, I think I, I'm might be remembering his name wrong um said that uh, diversity doesn't sell uh, uh, yeah that's not yeah. a good that's not a good look yeah um and i to be clear there are marvel books this was like right in the sorry this was that was like yeah. right in the wake of like yeah, prematurely canceling a bunch of the yeah. like diverse and like legacy character pushes that had yeah. been oh, happening yeah. in that time mm-hmm. yeah like there's a real flourishing of that yep. at the company and then it immediately kind of just yep you know died on the vine and i want to be clear there are books i love at marvel there were books i was really excited for like got donny kate's relaunching guardians of the galaxy guess what that sounds fucking perfect for me it's my one of my favorite writers one of my favorite teams amazing uh but and like i love solid and ahmed i love al ewing um, I, I love Chip Zdarsky. Like, there's a ton of creators over at Marvel that are doing fantastic work, and they deserve praise for that. But I just don't like, you know, I I, I don't feel comfortable supporting that anymore, and it sucks because I want to read those books. But 
Eh, you know, it's a personal call you got to make, and that's the yeah. one I made. If you if you want to keep reading those books, I completely understand. You know, supporting those authors is something I had to consider too, because a lot of them don't have like you know image books or whatever that I can read instead. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I get it. I, like I, I'm not trying to throw shade on anyone who is still like you know planning on reading some Marvel. The Changing Man. The oh, the Changing Girl. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, there. I just wanted to bring that up. Sorry to be kind of a downer, because um, you know that's a that's a fucking big bummer. But that's something that I feel like we should mention. Giving the it sucks, but that's like yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I know that you're not alone in feeling like this is. It's not as though it, the the thought hasn't I think cropped up for people before. But it's like okay, now I'm you know I don't know. People will reach a point where you don't you feel like the people actually in control of the company and uh who are then making decisions that impact those writers not even you just getting to the fact of the you know black heart at the top of it but oh yeah um, fuck you mean the shadow (laughs) secretary of veteran affairs (laughs) i I speak of the very man god um but whenever the editorial staff uh themselves whenever it's not as though even like you know whenever they are just you know they are not going to be making any efforts to it's when you see them and they're not protecting the writers in any way let alone like pushing for uh, the kind of uh, books and content you want to see at the company um but yeah just the editorial team seems really not like one that uh i'd want to get behind And there are also, like, there are editors there that I really... Like, Jordan White is a fantastic editor and, are, by all accounts, a genuinely great person. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah, I'm probably going to mess up her last name because I've never had to say it out loud before. I think it's Amant. Um, she's absolutely amazing. She's, you know, she she's behind a lot of the push for those diverse um, titles and looks. Like, Miss Marvel is kind of her baby. And, and you know, it's yeah. G. Willow Wilson, Wilson's baby also, but... Um, but there, there are like, you know, there are bright spots in that editorial team, but I mean, there's been, it's very, yeah, very good point. Like you don't want to paint as though everyone is there is to a person, you know, awful, but, um, those who apparently have the reins and are able to make these decisions are, yeah, it's too many red flags. Like I, I've, there have been things like the Northrop Grumman thing. There've been a few other instances where like, Oh, should I drop some books? I don't know if I can. And this is just, you know, it's too much. Can't can't do it anymore. So, there you go. There's our comics talk. Sorry, it's such a bummer. Comics talk. Extremely disappointing. Uh, yep. Uh, DC is doing good shit here. right now. And Image is doing good shit. Die starts in December. The new Kieran Gillen <laughs> Stephanie Hans book. That looks great. There you go. Um, hey, that does look good. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited for that. It's about a magical die. It's uh, it's Jumanji, but Dungeons and Dragons. Jumanji, but Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, uh, they're all like really cool. What's happening? Teasers. Uh, <laughs> Kieran Gillen has a new book coming out in December that is um, basically mm-hmm. a bunch of kids got Jumanjied into Dungeons and Dragons when they were mm-hmm. youths, and now they're mm-hmm. all di- like adults. And the one member that got stuck back in that world apparently is like back and out for blood. Um, <laughs> it looks very cool. Yeah, I'm I'm curious if there's actually I should I don't know why I'm saying I'm curious. I feel fairly certain it's going to be doing like a uh, um time hopping oh, yeah. kind of a dual chronology at least. Mm-hmm. Probably of having them as kids and as adults, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Seems likely. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because uh, Wicked in the Divine is just about wrapping up, so I'm glad that Gillen's jumping right into another book that seems neat. Um, but okay, let's talk about a TV show. TV show, baby. Uh, a TV show called Batman, the animated series. Specifically, <laughs> episode 19, Prophecy of Last, the stars are aligned for us to begin our conversation about Batman, the animated series. Virgo <laughs> is in Fairhelion. Oh, Jupiter is aligned with Mercury. It sounds and like the a gates zone of the astral plane are open to us. What is happening? How did I do? Pretty good. It's, okay. it's, pretty good. It's actually for Not a while there, I was getting some Rod Serling vibes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Um, I mean, I'd give you like maybe like I don't know, like a couple thou maybe. Uh, like I'd follow you for like maybe like a week or two yeah. based on just just that just right. that speech. You got to give me right. some more meat though if you want. You want the yeah. real money. Mm, um, right. uh, so this opening sequence is weird. <laughs> Um, it's bizarre. There's like it's got to- some kicking tunes though. Yeah, the, the it fucking does. jazz it's, here. Right, fucking starts without us about to go into Zoot Suit Riot. I'll put in uh, I'll put in a little bit of the the tunes in the background here while we're chatting. Um, but uh, I think this old episode can use some smooth jazz. Oh, smooth Mitch is here. Um, but uh, yeah, there's like a two minute long intro sequence to this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is utterly... Just some cool cats on a cruise? It's, uh, it's without dialogue, all of it. Um, we, we get, like, you know, background chatter, just like, oh, rah, 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 rhubarb, rhubarb, um, in the background. Please some cards, please some cards. Um, but it, basically, there's a cruise ship, there's a bunch of rich people, they're gambling, they're dancing, you know, they're living it up. Um, and, uh, it zooms down into the hold, and what is there? But a bomb! Um... <gasps> a bomb? And the bomb goes up, uh, everything explodes, people drop their glasses of Hawaiian punch. Uh, uh, a goldfish uh, is in its little bowl, and it's like, oh, what's happening? And it gets sucked up by salt water, and I'm sure it would be happy for a few moments. It's like, yes, the world is my fishbowl now, but it, need, it, it, has, it has fresh water. It's going to die. It's unfortunately going to perish. Yeah. Um... So I want your opinion on here. Yeah. There's nothing that says like rich and swanky like a goldfish on, on the a cruise on a cruise ship <laughs> on a cruise ship. Um, it's uh, just parading it. It's like like whenever you have like look at this exotic animal we have plucked from the sea. We marvel at this this beast we show off. And it's goldfish. <laughs> oh, it's fish. goldfish. Um, so I want your opinion on here on this, guys. Uh, the the ship sinks. It goes down like the Titanic. Mm-hmm. There are lifeboats oh, yeah. they row out. Um, there are not enough lifeboats for how many people they showed, right? People died there. Mm-hmm. There's a bit when it shows like three or four of the lifeboats, like full to capacity, going away, and there's still like Two, throngs three, four, five, of people six, on seven, the eight, nine, um, 10, 11, on the ship. I think it's on the um, supposed to be um, cool cat. not like a literal interpretation because there, if there's an overhead shot of the boat earlier where there are twelve lifeboats visible, mm. unless it went oh, down so, so fast, suggest a full complement of life. Yeah, rafts. and there's a scene where at it's least four lifeboats kind of, are on okay. scene at the same time. Okay. So, like, all full of people. I think you're just looking at the three lifeboats that happen to be in this exact It's more about spot. the concept of lifeboats. I understand. Yeah, no, everybody I... got off the boat just fine. They no do seem su- really to suggest hurt. that 
even when as they show these uh, these fat cats, these fat cats piling in to the life. Give me one more take on fat kind of. You see this fat cat piling in, fucking lasagna everywhere into the life ropes, and they're doing like the they're clearly like over full, you know, like there are way more people than should be in these life rafts in them, but none of the life rafts like, you know, tip over and no one says, whoa, 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 my monocle, like no one, you know, gets their trousers soggy. So I think it's trying to suggest that this, you know, bomb blew up the bottom of a cruise ship, the the boat flooded with water rapidly and everyone aboard made it to safety. Yeah. Okay. okay. Definitely. Um, Except for the goldfish. We, uh, goldfish is dead. I mean, RIP. RIP. Uh, um, I'm I'm deeply tempted to make uh, the uh, to make the uh, episode image just a picture of that goldfish with like black and white and just says R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> like 1992 to 1992. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so we cut to the Space Needle. Rest in power. Goldfish. Oh God. Uh, but we cut to the Space Needle in Gotham. Um, which yeah, is, where where we, everyone knows it resides. Yeah, of course. Um, and we see um, we see Bruce uh, discussing with um, with his his fellow rich man friend um, and his daughter Lisa. Lisa's cool. I is like his Lisa. name Fred. I think it's Fred. I said I feel like it's something. I else. said friend, but maybe it's Fred. Oh, it's definitely not Fred. Oh. I thought you called him Rich Fred. Uh, your name is now Rich Fred. Um, hey, what's up? Hey, listen to uh, smooth jazz all along the watchtower. I'm Rich, Rich Fred. Fred. Um, <laughs> you got another power hour of uh, Bill Clinton playing saxophone on the Arsenio Hall. Just, just on loop for an hour? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but yeah, we basically learn here that... Um, have you ever... Oh, have you... Uh, let's, you know, I'm going to break down the wall here and relate to, you know, reference a real YouTube video. Uh-huh. Have you ever watched the YouTube video of that tracks that footage of Bill Clinton over the uh, M83 song? The... Um, the, the <laughs> that one? Or the... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, Where it just loops not. for like six hours. I mean, that oh sounds I, very relaxing. That's ASMR, baby. It really is. That's the original. I could watch it for those six hours. Um, it will cause you to astrally project. So I, th- this dude, I forget his name. Um, let me see if I can pull up a cat. Uh, I can't. Whatever. Which guy? Rich uh, Fred? Rich, Rich Fred. Um, it's like Kyle. It's like a name that doesn't sound like it'd be like an old white rich man. Todrick. Um, Justin, Todrick, Just, Jim Morrison, uh, Jim. and, and, and yep. LA woman. Um, <laughs> so uh, we fully lost Cameron. Cameron doesn't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening right now. Do you know who Jim Morrison is? Have, have you met? He was a famous slurring drunk. <laughs> He's dead now. Don't worry about it. Um, so at this dinner, we basically learn that the plot here isn't like, there isn't much plot in this episode, honestly, I think, but, um, basically Bruce is meeting with this dude and, um, he's trying to convert Jim. Bruce to, uh, the brotherhood of Nostromos. Nostromos. Um, and we know this, no, we know this guy is a shitty rich man because he says the three disasters that cause him to basically say, oh, Nostromos is good, are the cruise ship, (laughs) 
A yeah. cave-in at so- the Zanza Mines, which, mm, uh-huh. that sounds like an African blood diamond mine. He was really looking to invest in those Zanza Mines, but luckily, luckily, it was a stroke of good luck that he did not invest in those mines. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh god, what's the third one? Hold on. Uh, it's the cruise ship, the Zan, now the DC Universe isn't loading. You're failing me, DC! I think uh, there was this, like, train that Bruce Willis is on that got derailed. And then, and but he survived. Died, except for Bruce, except for Bruce, yeah. Oh, so he's trading in glass futures, got it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, that movie looks bad. I'm not looking forward to <laughs> I haven't. I have not watched the trailer yet, but um, I don't know. I'm glad it exists. That's, I, that's where I'm at I'm right not. <laughs> I like, Could you just- I like Unbreakable <laughs> a lot. <laughs> don't like Split, don't like other things. Looking at that 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 shot of the three of them like lit in their different like colors, just like sitting next to each other, like they don't look they. He's backdoored into this universe, but yeah. the three people don't look like they should all be there together. No, it looks wrong. It's like you're just you're making a cinematic universe. You're like, okay, uh, what do we have? What do you, uh, okay, um, uh, the Wolfman, uh, <laughs> the Wolfman, and we still got like the rights to Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Um, Hello. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Uh, oh, fuck oh, you. Shit, it, it uh, okay, so it's the cave-in at the Zanza Mines or the fires at the Karobi oil field. So, uh... Oh, yeah. Also extremely ethically... Jesus. Um, just clear, above board. Nothing that would suggest that this man is not making his money the old-fashioned way. Um, through human suffering. On the backs of others. Through yeah. feudalism, yeah. Um, so yeah, they basically he's trying to convert Bruce to uh, to Nostromos. Uh, his daughter Lisa mm, does not buy it. She's Lisa's the smartest person in this episode, um, and I like God, her. She's <laughs> so effective; it's great. And it, it bums me out that I don't think she shows up again because she's <sighs> actually a so great character. Me. She's got initiative. I feel like she could be like she'd be a real good like gal pal of Bruce's. Mm. Like they just kind of like socialize together. Just like, you know, let's go get some drinks. It's yeah, not, that, you know, because there's not even, honestly, there's no um, suggestion here in the show of Lisa and Bruce being like anything more than at best a friends, casual yeah. item, if that. Yeah, it's kind of just like, you know, just hang out. Just do, as, you know, um, as those of the upper social echelons do. And um, you also bring up a point. Bruce doesn't really have a supporting cast. All of, like, like Batman has a supporting cast. Bruce, yeah. there, there's no one that's significant in Bruce's life that is not in on the Batman secret. And well, I, there's, like, you know, Harvey Dent, who yeah. exists to immediately be pushed into the, the, Batman, other, world. Into the yeah. Batman world. And so I do like the idea of Bruce Wayne having his own supporting cast that is, like, distinct from the Batman side of his life. Yeah. Uh, so that is a bummer that that does not exist, and I don't think ever has existed. <laughs> like, at, I mean, yeah. At best, he's had, like, a girlfriend that did not know, and he had to hide it from her, and then eventually she yeah. finds out. There's, like, you know, a, a love interest in each of, say, the Batman movies, but that's very, you know, yeah. according to formula as far mm-hmm. as Hollywood stuff goes. You know, on, on the one hand, it kind of makes sense for there to be no truly long-lasting connections for Bruce, considering how much, so much of it is supposed to be an act, facade yeah. or, an, yeah, or at the very least not his 
his true passion and calling. Um, and so having like, you know, interchangeable names and faces kind of coming and going is thematically suitable. But on the one hand, yeah, give him some freaking pals. Yeah. I like the idea of him having pals. Yeah. He um, really needs more people just even hanging out. They're just, yeah. Even if they're just, you know, like just friends, frenemies. Bruce Wayne needs they don't have a to be, social group. Yeah. Like they don't have to be friends, but the people that he hangs out with regardless. Hmm. Um, I miss Harvey Dent for that. It was nice they, having yeah. a friend for Bruce I, Wayne. And uh, I think the best... The Makes closest Bruce seem less fake. The closest we've gotten to that, I think, is uh, that first season of Telltale Batman. Um, yeah. Because you get the extended, like, three or four episodes before Harvey takes the Two-Face turn. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. Uh, R.I.P. Telltale. That fucking mm-hmm. sucks. Oh, oh, yeah. Sucked a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was pretty awful. Yep. Um, you made good games and your management sucks ass. I'm sorry to everyone who lost their jobs. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. So we, we cut for, to Lisa basically going to Bruce and being like, you're not buying this shit, right? Like, come on, you're smarter than that. Um, my dad just tell me <laughs> everyone else who comes over to the house is all in on this Nostromos thing. Please. I need someone. God. Um, yeah. yeah. And he, he's got the Nostromos, like, you know, brochure in his pocket. And he's like, mm, I mean, probably not, but maybe. And um, I, this is the best Bruce performance Kevin Conroy has done so far. He's hilarious in this episode. It really is. It's, he does a really good job. Yeah. yeah it's, um, same thing. it's genuinely really funny, especially the next scene where um, he goes to the Starlight Inn or Starlight Diner, I forget what it is, um, to see Nostromos uh, with all of his fat cat friends. Nostromos is doing like a live seance ceremony shit. Um, uh, yeah, he's so bullshit. Yeah. and um, Some so, asshole rings a gong. Oh, hey, it's uh, that asshole. It's, so good. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, like everything with the Nostromos shit cracks me up. Uh, the and, bit I did earlier was yeah. not exactly the thing he did, but it was in the same vein. Yes. Like, it's just like made up bullshit words, astral projection, some other shit. I'm just I'm just going to go ahead and splice in his whole spiel here because, A, I think um, I think it's hilarious. And uh, B, I also think uh, that the, the performance by. Oh, what's his name? Hold on. Voiced by Michael DeBerg. Um, he's <laughs> da bear, da bear. Um, he's fantastic. Like he hams it up to the perfect degree, and it's oh, yeah. hysterical. Peace to all, brothers and sisters. The negative plane is aligned with the positive, bringing forth astral harmony. That which you seek and cannot find is the seeker. You are merely the eye trying to view itself. We are but radios for the cosmic transmitter. Tune your receivers. Hear the inner voice. Like, he's really, really good. And this is his only performance in the DCAU. Um, But he knocks it out of the park. Like, hey. You should Nostromos back. Yeah, Nostromos deserves to show up again i love this shitty con artist he's great there is so friggin ham juice everywhere and it's it, both in the uh animation illustration and voice performance um there is just the thinnest the thinnest veneer 
over this entire mm-hmm. <laughs> proceeding. Like, I mean, they have some actually, like, their giant, uh, as we'll see later, their giant mechanical solar system. Uh, that That's some work. I think that was that's just... A, a, I, so, I don't think that was them. I think they're just at a planetarium. They're at a planetarium. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I sense. think they've just taken a planetarium for a, a venue headquarters. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You say because every other aspect of the Nostromo's character and th- that is put on is so just like the m- barely obfuscated, and you yeah. know, like as we see later, like he's correcting his wig like uh, the moment before <laughs> someone walks in on him. It's it's really good. Um, he looks like Mentok the Mind Taker. <laughs> um, a little bit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, a good deal of Mentok there. Yeah, um, he he looks like a Flash Gordon villain, like. He's got the the like ridiculous mascara, uh, the goatee that so uh, like the the pharaohs kind of eyeliner. Yeah, kind he, of look. he's got the the goatee that doesn't form the mustache; it's just around and like below on the chin. And he's got the the widow's peak hairline that like is still long. Um, they're like basically he's got the the fucking evil vizier special going on, <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's great a little bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, was there a time when that look like suggested? I don't know, like <laughs> wisdom, something other, th- <laughs> something beyond. Like I am tricking you, or definitely want to kill you, or both, uh, or both. Uh, but yeah, okay. so I'm gonna. I, I, you know, I hope you all enjoyed that Nostromos. But uh, there's a bit in here where after he gives that little spiel. Um, where Bruce turns to the guy next to him, goes, "What?" And the old guy goes, "The vibrations are right for prophecy." And Bruce goes, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and it's hilarious. Bruce has a good uh, kind of mix here between sort of like uh, almost laughing disbelief, but then immediately like clicking back in oh, to the right. character. Like yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. he's torn between just being like, oh my god, you're all so fucking stupid, and being like, oh wait, I have to pretend I am also stupid. <laughs> um, like, when he looks over at the lady and goes, this is awfully deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, and she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, god, this this whole thing is amazing. <laughs> Um, Cameron, throw those dogs a friggin' bone. I can throw those dogs a friggin' bone. I'm gonna have to cut out so many barks. On edge tonight for some reason. Um, I don't know what they're going on about. Jupiter, Mercury. I'm sure that really, you know, Apollo acutely feels. Yeah, uh, celestial uh, Apollo himself is in the third quadrant, uh, facing the dragon. Some, 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 some. Oh, I ransacked your dog's temple in um, Assassin's Creed. By the way, Um, there was that cool axe in it. Oh, tight. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I'm sorry, I walked too far away and missed that entire sentence. It's okay. You know Temple of the Dog? Uh, <laughs> he did that. <laughs> Canis Major? Uh, um, so, the very same. So basically, um, uh, this whole spiel ends with Nostromos being like, Death's messenger has arrived for you! <laughs> and he points at Bruce. And Bruce is like, Oh! And hit the glass oh? the glass in his hand starts to vibrate and then explodes and everyone's just stunned. Um, <laughs> and then it cuts to the Batcave. Um, and it's Alfred and Bruce talking to each other. And uh, this is, again, Conroy's having 
fun in this episode um, because oh, yeah. there's a bit where Alfred asks him, he goes, well, then how did the glass break, Master Wayne? And he goes, psychic vibrations. <laughs> or, prob- or probably a high sonic, you know, high frequency transmitter. <laughs> but hearing like Bruce in his Batman voice, like goof around is yeah. very like, I he I don't he hasn't really done that much in BTAS so far and it's very yeah. very fun. Yeah, like we've gotten that to a good degree in Justice League, but mm-hmm. here we're getting the first taste of it in BTAS, and I feel like his yeah Conroy's performance all around in this episode is uh, top tier. I do the job. It's the strongest one he's done in Batman, I think so far. Like. I, I yeah. don't think it hits the this like you know the heights of like you know his I am vengeance I am the night, but um, but like overall just like in terms of a whole performance he's he's on the ball for this one. Hmm. Um, and uh, or he'll be on the ball later. Oh god. Um, but Bruce is like I got tricks of my own. Uh, I lifted his prints and he's Carl Fowler. He's an actor. Like boom <laughs> done. Figured it out. <laughs> We're done. He was arrested for larceny. Uh, and then he, <laughs> he, and crook, then he, he crook. I get him. Yeah, and then he immediately does a quick search and turns up his partner, um, who worked in special effects and was arrested for similar crimes uh, for fraud. <laughs> uh, so I love that. Like it, lit- it takes. <laughs> Wait, him- was he stri- <laughs> I like the uh, that's that's good. Special effects artist arrested for fraud. Yeah. It takes him thirty seconds to just break their whole thing in half. He just goes like. Oh yeah, yeah they're both like, con okay, artists. Come on, yep, con artists, show business, mm, special effects. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but I do also want to say, so um, Carl and Lucas are the heroes of this episode, right? They're trying to scam a bunch of rich people out of their money. Yeah, I mean they they're putting in some work. I feel like it's a good con they got going on. Decent grift. Like if I saw a headline of like, like you know, con artist trick rich people into believing in the supernatural and steal 300 million dollars i would be like (laughs) hell yeah good on these let me throw them a parade you gotta Um, admire the effort like uh you know lucas goes a little too far um on the uh you know tries to commit some murders uh uh, the the planet based murder uh that they later attempt uh is a bit too far for me to then you know i gotta Mm. tut tut my finger at them for that one but overall, I think just, you know, bilking Gotham's elite for that friggin' liquid gold, baby. Yeah. You know what? It's good. Everybody's, they got um, awesome. Uh, Bruce, uh, then, you know, after he's like, hmm, well, we'll figure this shit out. Um, he goes back to Wayne Enterprises. Um, and we also, have we ever seen the Wayne Enterprises logo? Because it just says, we, um, in this Wee. episode. <laughs> we. Um would like to play uh he um he walks in and the security guard's like oh hey mr wayne i'm glad your uh, private elevator's working again like you know technician just stopped by and bruce you know says oh i wasn't aware there was a problem with it so can you guess what's going to happen God, can God. you yeah, this was extremely <laughs> extremely ridiculous um <laughs> the funniest part of this is so yeah lucas is here he's gonna sabotage the elevator try and kill bruce because you know the prediction um, Through very ornate dismantling mm. of this elevation system. Uh, the best part, though, <laughs> is so he goes up to like the motor, 
and casually throws a wrench literally yeah. into it, just like, eh, and there it is. Um, <laughs> and so it's stalled, and then while it's stalled, he pours acid on the cable. Acid on the elevator cable. Lucas's special move is throwing acid, vials of acid. Uh, he returns as the uh, the acid cloud later. He, he doesn't. I wish he did. Uh-huh. Um, if only. Uh, but uh, but yeah, basically, you know, they're gonna kill Bruce in an elevator. Um, but little do they know, Bruce is always wearing his Batman underoos. Um, <laughs> yeah, because don't know how Batman jumps, but whatever. Also, I love that no one went, huh? Bruce Wayne was trapped in that elevator, but Batman came out of it. How did that? Well, happen? they. I know, I was thinking the same thing, but they do mention later, they say that, I guess the story is that Bruce got off the elevator, like, before it even malfunctioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if Lucas had actually been watching, he would have seen Bruce go in, and then Batman, <laughs> Batman zip on out. out. Um, and but- also, this begs the question of how many of these brown, tan suits that Bruce owns, considering this one has to have, you know... Oh, been wrecked. Fallen or, to its... What yeah. if he's wearing the suit underneath the Batman costume now? He's got, does like one change the places with the other, or are they like Russian nesting dolls of I think, the tan suit I think and the he bat swaps suit. them. He swaps them, so he gets fully naked, and then <laughs> and then puts on the tan hangs suit. Up in a, <laughs> yeah, hangs it up in a garment bag. Yeah. puts on the bat suit. Then he packs that in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that seems feasible. I can um, see him doing that in between the time in which the wrench is thrown into the gears and the acid is is able to eat its way through the elevator cable. I mean, it's now canon that whenever Bruce gets out of the bat suit, he's butt-ass naked hanging dong. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, very true. Uh, Bruce, canonically. Well, is it canonical anymore? Uh, We've got kind of a special edition, Star Wars special edition situation of, you know, who shot first? The copy uh, I does own Bruce have has a dick, a dick in it. So I'm going with that. Apparently, I've got an apparently mm-hmm. a perfect copy, meaning so it was like graded because you know they grade used comics for sale um, yeah. at 10.0, which is literally perfect. Uh, sold for uh-huh. eighteen hundred dollars. Oh my god, um, that's beautiful. M- my copy is not perfect, but I might try and sell it here in a little. <laughs> oh bit. yeah, I know you were salivating all over those pages. Mm, oh yeah, just that mm, <laughs> Heartbeat now, like the mask. Um, I was gonna say I did just. Are you? Have you caught up all the way on My Hero Academia? Uh, I'm caught up on the anime. I know you've read them. And, and uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm caught up on the anime. Yeah. Oh, okay, that just recalls um, one uh, big buff Tintin. Oh, uh, uh, Mirio! <laughs> I love Mirio. Who I just watched the episode uh, today. He's very good. Mirio is wonderful. Also. Unlike you, Fox, I saw the My Hero Academia movie. Oh, just calling me out like that. Man, I got a baby, man. I got two babies. I can't go to the, I can't go to the movies. Unlike you, Fox. Um, Cameron, I'm yeah, also Cameron. mentioning you. Cameron? What? Cameron stepped away. There we go. Yeah. No, I've been here the Stop. whole time. How Describing your office you, for two seconds. How invested are you in this podcast? Um, <laughs> I've got to be honest. My interest is low at the moment. I'll try and kick it up a notch. What are you doing other than listening to us talk? I might be playing Magic the Gathering Arena. I keep meaning to download the friggin' client for that, because I like to cast friggin' spells, you know what I mean? It's fun. Yeah. 
I made a, a sweet uh, gruel rushdown deck, red, uh, mm-hmm. red green, and I just go to town on motherfuckers before they have time mm-hmm. to set up to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's really down. satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I am seventy five percent paying attention to you now. Thank you. That's good. I'll that's take a, it. That's a nicer kind of ratio of your yeah. interest. I hope the other twenty five percent is not going to magic gathering, but is instead going to get in those freaking dogs a bone. Get oh no, I gave them bone, when I wandered off out of uh, range and missed a sentence. It's because I went to the kitchen to get them some rawheads. Now they All right. are happily right. chewing away. Good, good work. Woof uh, woof, baby. Um, I wouldn't have taken you for red green. Uh, I'll play whatever, man. <laughs> um, uh, when I, principles, dude. When I briefly mm. played Magic, I was uh, green-white. Mm. I'm yeah. usually red-white. Um, That's where the dinosaurs well, Actually, but, dinosaurs are probably red-green. Red, but uh, yeah. my my card library yeah. at the moment doesn't support a particularly good Boros deck, so... Yeah, I feel it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so, uh, yeah, I saw the My yeah. Hero movie. Do we want to wait and do a bonus episode when it comes out on Blu-ray, or should we just talk about it like at the end of the episode? I can tell you I have, it was good. Oh, you could just explain what Well, I, I'm not going to fucking tell you everything. I'll just tell you if it was good tell or not. Tell me everything that... <laughs> Tell me everything that happened in it. Um, well, I know that it was good. I know uh, you say it was good, right? I yeah, it was good. Um, okay. I in the showing I went to, I was a fool, and I saw it on a Saturday afternoon, and oh, it dear. was full of teenagers. Uh-huh, uh-huh, specifically, uh-huh. I did hear your distressing story. Specifically, teenage oh, girls. Um, yeah. So to be clear. I'm really happy that My Hero Academia has such a large young fan base. This is the oldest, the oldest you've ever been. Yeah, you're rapidly progressing through your own lifespan. This hurts me. It hurts me to be like, oh god, I'm the old man now. Cameron Um, is sprinting like mere meters ahead of you in the Speed Force. um, (laughs) I so I was in the fucking pack theater, and there was a group of like five or six teen girls on the row behind me, a little bit like you know further down the road. A uh, road, row, um, and uh, on this lonely row. Whenever Bakugo did literally anything, when he showed up, <laughs> if he had a line of dialogue, if he made a face, they go, "Sweet boy." <laughs> oh damn! Um, it was fucking horrendous. Um, they were you all, there, um, Solo Bolo? Or I was there, there with Solo Bolo. Uh, no, um, uh, the the girl does not like My Hero Academia, so I went solo. Oh, um, fair enough. But uh, but yeah, uh, it was good movie. Um, uh, normally, I like a rowdy audience. It was too rowdy. <laughs> too, uh, too rowdy. Too rowdy. Dear. They also cheered um, fucking purple diaper baby, uh, which oh, sucks. No. Yeah, that the kids are not all right. That bummed me out. Like that, mm, like he got a sizable cheer. Yeah. Like. Every character when they showed up, because like you know they had the like you know here's Todoroki and Bakugo, they're here now, and here's Uraraka. Um, so you know every character. When Did they, they still up, do like the uh, splash of the kanji? No, like, for the they do not and... do that for the movie. Um, <laughs> they do have a lot of footage from the anime in the movie, though. There's a whole lot of like, wow, I remember when All Might first came to me, and here's going to be like a young man <laughs> minute long just like clip from the anime. <laughs> Um, nice, nice, nice. But uh, but yeah, when fucking uh, um, I I forget his name. I scrubbed it from my mind. Shitty diaper boy. Purple fucking shitter diaper. Uh, <laughs> That's, um, got it. Yeah. Uh, whenever he showed up, there was a not insignificant cheer, which really bummed me out. 
Uh, what is like the the generation after millennials so I can complain about them now? Um, yeah, fucking war boys at the rate we're going at. <laughs> oh damn! Damn. Uh, be a war boy. Okay, so back to Batman. Um, basically, he um, Batman survives. He jumps out. We see mystery man oh, who's definitely not Lucas. Um, no, probably not. Yeah, they basically they get into a rooftop chase. It's a really weird chase. Cause like it's it's a st- <laughs> it's a clunky. chase scene to be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, Batman gets outrun and out like Batmaned by this guy. Cause yeah, he Lucas is a- and then escaped by in a cloud of it's ridiculous. Yeah, I kept. Well, there's another one of Lucas's trademark vials of acid that he rolls into his uh, pipe, which then lets loose a torrent of steam, which obscures the bat's vision. Oh, I can't find my prey. Uh, I kept thinking, like, misremembering that Lucas was a stuntman, and I was like, surely, like, trying to, you know, think of some reason why he was so physically capable, but I guess he's just like a dude who, freaking, I don't know, knows jujitsu. He's very, at times, way more, like, physically proficient than Batman mm-hmm. through the entire episode. Um, yeah, it's weird. It, like... The, the action in this episode is not really something to write home about. Um, uh, but what is uh, something to write home about is the scene we get after Lucas gets away, where we get a bit of, like, the domestic life of him and uh, Nostromo slash Carl. Yeah. Um, which is great. Carl, first off, doesn't actually have that hair. He's bald. Um, well, he's balding. He's got, like, the Homer Simpson two hairs on top and then, like, a, a pate. Um, he's hanging on. <laughs> uh, yeah. And a pate. I, I love that he's, like, like, he's still doing the voice, but he's, like, yeah. a lot less theatrical about it. He's just, like, like you know, ah, oh, we want the money! Um, and uh, it's good. I like that it reveals that Nostromo isn't entirely a character. Like, that is actually how he talks. I like the thought that at this point, with such success that they have found, that Carl is perhaps, you know, like, he stopped taking off the Nostromo voice. And so it's just sort of, like, slowly kind of superseding his original voice. And now he's starting to talk only in the Nostromo voice. On a long enough timeline, he'll start just signing things as Nostromo whenever no one else is around, (laughs) wearing the hairpiece everywhere. Yeah. Um, Graham, uh, vacation update. Oh, uh, let's hear it. Um, oh, what's he up to? Uh, he went, he, so um, he says, I got one more beer. Then I went back to the room where I also have some beer. Nice. <laughs> that's nice. The, that's Chase the Graham bliss. vacation update. Chase your bliss, Graham. Um, How's the book? He's got a book. He's got some beer. Yeah. He's living the dream. Um, but, uh, so there is the, my favorite part of this bit is the phone rings. And so, um, Carl is, (laughs) Carl's really heated here. He's just like, he's, he's like yelling at Lucas and he's like, you're fucking it all up. And then the, the phone rings and he picks it up and he goes, peace to you. Um, his, his delivery is peace uh, to all. It is so good. Um, (laughs) but, uh, basically he, uh, he thinks that, um, Lucas um, fucked it up by not killing Bruce because if he killed Bruce Wayne, all the billionaires would have been terrified and, you know, they could have gotten so much more money. But uh, then uh, Rich Fred calls and says that Bruce (laughs) has seen the light 
He he believes in Nostromos now. Um, and so they do an audience at Rich Fred's Rich House. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically, Bruce puts on, you know, the like, you are right, you are connected you can see the future i'm so sorry and nostromos is clearly just like fuck this worked holy shit like like (laughs) shit just together nostromos (laughs) yeah just behind like the facade he's just like oh my god i can't believe this work is working oh my god um and also bruce gets a really nice little like (laughs) grin on his face um like gotcha um, but uh, Lisa shows up during this whole ceremony, and Bruce you is like, "For Lisa here, yeah, because Lisa's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? The one guy I know who didn't fall for this shit." And this uh, seems genuine. Where Bruce sees Lisa and is like, "Oh, like, oh, Lisa, oh, no, oh, Lisa, man. I'm not this dumb." Uh, oh, <laughs> oh no. yeah, <laughs> no, really oh no. Um, like, ah, uh, uh, fuck, I forgot that she would think I'm a complete idiot. Um, yeah. But yeah, Lisa ain't afraid. She steps right up to Nostromos and like gets nose to nose with him, and she's just like, "Dude, you're done. I'm gonna figure out your shit, and I'm bringing you down." Um, and uh, I, again, Lisa, MVP of this episode. She's great. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Rich Fred is actually named Ethan, but I'm going to exclusively refer to him as Rich Fred. Um, Rich Fred. Uh, Rich Fred reveals that <laughs> the uh, the ultimate conclusion to uh, Nostromos's plan. Is um, the Great Fall? Apparently, the Great Fall. There is a massive financial collapse on the way, and this has been preordained by the stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably uh, a safe bet at any point, eventually. Yeah, um, and uh, it is revealed that Nostromos has allowed them to um, basically put a portion of their funds into a secure trust. <laughs> and um, and it will be protected there from the collapse. Um, and Bruce is like, oh, fuck, you guys uh, are That's all what s- this is all about. And, yep, okay. And Bruce is like, God, you're all so stupid. Uh, because he goes, and I'm sure Nostromos has full control over it. And Rich Fred goes like, no, 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 of course not. He needs my permission to touch it. It's like, oh, uh, great. Just you? You specifically? That's a stupid Rich way to set this Fred up. Rich here with his yeah. finger in the dam. Like, All right, we're good. Never mind. <laughs> little Dutch um, is taking Rich Fred. Of. Yeah. Um, and so Little Dutch Rich Fred uh, brings <laughs> Bruce to the planetarium for the the big ceremony. Uh, like, basically his induction ceremony. Um, mm. And uh, Nostromos reveals that the Great Fall is at hand. Um, and I like all the rich people are just like, oh, no, the Great Fall. Oh, oh. Heck. <laughs> um, also, um, we were uh, actually I don't think we've gotten to it quite yet. Uh, we reveal just how much Bruce put in to uh, to get in oh, yeah, on this action. And because here this this. Yeah, this last he's like, there's about to be the Great Fall money, please. So, you, yeah. you know, I'd yeah, like very Jenny uh, at least as all of your money now at the end here. Don't miss this one last opportunity to throw your all of your savings and stocks and whatever into this into this hole I dug. Um, um, and uh, yeah, later on in the Batcave, where Bruce is like, or Alfred maybe brings it up. And he's like, "You gave three million. No, 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 <laughs> like, no, no. I had to not, keep up appearances. Not three million. He gave him ten million. Oh God. Yeah, he gave him ten million. Um, and there's three hundred million in the. the That's trust. what it was. Yeah. And Alfred's uh, like in in disbelief. 
Uh, he's, rightfully you know, so. Rightfully so. I think he's he's right to sort of you know raise two eyebrows as Alfred is wont to do at this, and Batman essentially is turning like I had to, Alfred. I had to keep up my deep cover. Um, and so uh, basically, before we get to there, though, we see the ceremony. Um, where they use the planetarium, where clearly they chose a planetarium because it has, like, the fucking screen, the 360 screen that they usually air, like, fucking Cosmos or something. I don't know. Fucking D-Box, um, baby. Uh, but instead, they're using it to show visions of the future. Um, no. And also, Nostromos can fly now. Um, <laughs> uh, but little do they know, Lisa has snuck onto the premises and found the In special a box lo- the size of a mini fridge. God damn it! <laughs> um, and she uh, she discovers a um, this, the special effects room where uh, Lucas is pulling literally pulling all the strings here. Um, and there is <laughs> there's a bit at the basically she leaves and when she, when she touches the do- when she closes the door, um, he's alerted to her presence. But uh, we get a bit where Nostromos is flying around, and he lands and does the most melodramatic, like, I am weakened by the cosmic forces, like, collapse onto the ground. And when he gets back up, you see it was so he could remove the hook and the wire from the back of his room. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's great. But yeah, Nostromos goes like, you must transfer everything you can into the Brotherhood's fund. Uh, You must give me all of your money. Please. Uh, Really very effective charlatans. Yeah. Mm, It's great. I love him. I love a good con artist. Um, My only regret for this episode is that it happens so early on in the animated series is like run. Yeah. Because if it had happened in season three or something where Batman has actually faced somebody who has legitimate magical powers. <laughs> it might be a little bit more effective. Yeah. yeah. Response here. He hasn't even met Superman yet. Yeah, um, exactly. Like everything is still but, uh, actually fairly mundane. Yeah. Um, so he, um, so Lucas pops out and grabs Lisa. as She was about to reveal everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it cuts to the Batcave, And this is the scene that Mitch mentioned where, um, where Bruce gave ten million fucking dollars to ten million that, fucking dollars. Oh, God, so think about what the three of us could do with ten million. Oh Which man, is... I could hire somebody else to podcast for me. Oh wow! <laughs> I could be friggin' safe from the Great Fall for one thing. Um, you could appease zero. Yeah, that would help. Um, that paltry sum. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that might not work. Throw another zero on the end of there. Um, <laughs> another zero. Is that is that his uh, that is like his bargaining phrase like his catchphrase? He's like, put another zero on it. <laughs> um, Everyone loves it. It's fun when he extorts people. And then if they say no, he explodes their head with his psychic powers. Also true. Um, but yeah, so we get another great bit here. Uh, Bruce and Rich Fred. Uh, sorry, um, a little Dutch Rich Fred. Little Dutch Rich Fred. Um, uh, go to the planetarium. To the discuss. animated mixtape. Yeah, little Dutch Rich Fred. <laughs> uh, coming at you hot. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we get another glimpse into the domestic life of um, Carl and Lucas, who I'm choosing to believe they're boyfriends. I think it's funnier if they're a con artist couple. Like, yeah, fair. there's cute. no evidence yeah. to prove that they're not. Yeah, and, so I'm, choos- you know, I'm choosing to believe it is. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah. um, the idea of this, like, bickering old married couple 
um, uh, running this con is very funny to me. <laughs> um, it's much more romantic story. Uh, so we get him sitting on the same throne he was in the previous scene, but like no one's around. So he's got his feet kicked up and his wig is sitting on like a mannequin head next to him. And he's just like money. Um, Rich. uh, But then a little, little Dutch rich Fred comes in and it reveals that Lisa didn't come home last night. And Nostromos is just like, the inner voice assures me she's fine. Shut up. <laughs> um, uh, and so he goes, uh, he basically makes the move. He's like, okay, we have urgent matter to discuss. You need to bring, a, uh, you need to sign the papers to allow me access to the funds so we can convert it to gold bullion. Which, which is kind of unnecessary. I love it. <laughs> I, th- I disagree. Extremely necessary. You gotta convert it to gold bullion. You just gotta. I convert it to chicken much... bullion. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> how, really, how much gold broth do they need to make? Well, they need to make a big old bowl of ramen to eat all these rich people in. Well, that's fair. Um, They're very I, fatty, though. Usually. I cooked um, I cooked white rice last night and using like you know some bouillon, some nice little chicken broth for the rice, and um, mm-hmm. my uh, my loving girlfriend who I love very much, had never had white mm-hmm. rice that was cooked with flavor. A flavor. <laughs> yeah. And so when she had it, she was just like, oh, we're having rice. Okay. Well, what the hell is this? What have you done? <laughs> this has a taste. The uh, spirit of a chicken clucks within this rice. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, basically the the facade here is up after um, little Dutch Rich Fred refuses to sign immediately. They basically go like, I thought he would cave immediately, but he's like, yeah. I have to consult with the rest of the brotherhood. It's their money too, and and Nostromos is like, all right, fuck it, we have your daughter. There she is. She yeah, dies. he's like, okay, okay plan fucking it. plan B, and they, yeah, one of the if they were gonna do this, they should have just. It would have been a lot faster to just kidnap the lady and then demand three hundred million dollars. <laughs> uh, what planet is she on? Mercury or Mars? It's red. Uh, Mm, I um, think, think I want to say she's on Mars. I want to say planet. she's on Mars. Um, yeah, her, John Carter, Deja Thoris, and a couple other that one, there. Uh, Roses by mm-hmm. Outcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jerry so. O'Connell in the movie. Uh, um, fuck, what's that movie called? Fuck, hold on. Did Jerry O'Connell, no. Martian <laughs> Man. There you go. Nope. No, that's the, not the Martian. Uh, by, by no, David no, that's Weir? Matt Damon. <laughs> No, oh, not. damn it. Okay. Uh, I was just I guessing. Mean, Jerry, that was the nearest Marvel movie I'd... But Christopher Lloyd, Jerry, my favorite Martian? No, Jerry O'Connell, Mars. Uh, Mission to Mars. Okay, so there we go. One. Mission to Mars, sure. Uh-huh. Um, Jerry O'Connell's yeah. there. Uh, she's strapped to uh, to a planet, and uh, the planetarium's going buck wild. Uh, everything's roaming, <laughs> uh, like, you know, just fucking orbiting yeah, everything. Um... And everything's orbiting everything. It really like this is not how space works. This planetarium. It's an extremely inaccurate planetarium. I like Um, that they've built the functionality into the animatronic planetarium to go fucking nuts. Just twist and spin. They didn't think to you know limit it to you know realistic representation. They happening? Nope. Of how they might you know Um, revolve and rotate. So uh, there's a bit here I like. Um, yeah. uh, Batman gets theatrical here 
God, uh, it's so good. Where, yeah, he, um, he basically, Nostromos is like monologuing and then he just gets yanked up into the air and like thrown around. And yeah. they're like, what the <laughs> hell? And he's like, the special effects room. And they go in and no one's there. So they run up like, you know, to the catwalk where the actual mechanics the of the planetarium Batman's are. Batman's doing a little turn on the catwalk. Let's settle this on the catwalk. Um, and this, I, I thought this bit was actually pretty stylized and looked nice. Um, basically, he lures them up there and then puts all of the spotlights on full blast uh, directly into Lucas's face. Yep. Um, and we get mm-hmm. a, a neat looking, like, the actual fight scene is just whatever, but it looks cool fight scene where, like, they're so brightly illuminated. Oh yeah, that, it's a really cool look. That what were what would normally be shadows are white lines, and everything else is just pure black. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really really cool. Um, and uh, but it, it's I mean the fight itself is just whatever. It's like, uh, a couple, yeah. it's like they, three they kicks. Throw a couple punches. Lucas does a jump kick and falls off the balcony yeah. basically. Um, uh, but meanwhile, Nostromos goes down to the special effects room. And fucking just smashes <laughs> flips all the switches. Flips all the switches, hits it with a wrench. You know the works. Yeah. Um. And this is when everything. <laughs> we thought starts... the planetarium was going bug bug wild before. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, this no. is where it really goes nothing. bug wild. Um. Planets start crashing into each other. They, a uh, lot which... of planets crash into each other, which is weird because I think there's only nine of them. And also, you would think like I I know like you know we talked about the like, you know, weirdness of designing a planetarium that can do this. Right, because they should be on separate tracks. The only planets that could conceivably run into each other would be Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Uh, Uranus is constantly running into everything. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking roasted. Leave the call. Get out of here. (laughs) Um, So, there's um, another (laughs) structural oddity here. Is Saturn's rings appear to be made of adamantium. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, the ni- knife sharp and made out of vibranium. Honed yeah. to the razor's edge. Hold on, um, does DC uh, have a, a weird metal substance? Metal. Is it nth metal? Yeah, it's nth metal. Nth okay, metal. well, they must be made out of that, then. Um, they're, they're from Thanagar. Um, they, so, uh, yeah. We we get uh, we actually get I like the visual idea of this like again the fight scene itself is literally like a kick and a punch but I yeah. like Batman and Lucas fighting inside of a planet and you can see their shadows silhouetted outside mm-hmm. um, it looks neat but yeah all yeah, these it's, planets it's are cool. they're fucking like plaster hollow eggs yeah um, which makes sense and except for yeah, the infinite katana blade that is Saturn right. rings yeah exactly yes. made out of which is. Uh, thousand folded Hanzo steel mm-hmm. it's Hanzo. literally just running like it's swinging around slicing other planets in half <laughs> yep um and, and Nostromo uh, is running away with the paper and then Batman throws the literal planet earth at him and it's gotcha. great it's He's like, hey, the best Nostromus well, how about you come back to reality how about you come back down to planet earth you know what I mean mm-hmm. he could have said that I don't know it would have made sense it's he my thought opinion. about it uh, and, and Lisa is Saturn about to get. Is, uh-huh. I was gonna say. I mean, like Saturn is kind of like the Wolverine of planets. You know, yeah, I would agree those, to that. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. rings. Like everyone sure. who's like seven is like, what's your favorite planet? You're like Saturn, Saturn. dude. Yeah, it's got of that course. Wicked uh, always Venus. Mm. Yeah, were you ever seven though? That's the wrinkle there. <laughs> Good. No, you were. You were born yeah, forty-seven years old. 
It's true. Obviously, I like, I like Venus because of the atmospheric pressure. <laughs> Shut up. Uh-oh. <laughs> Just shut up. Get a little close to home there. <laughs> um, uh, quick, which X Men lines up with the other planets? Let's go. Um, oh, shit. Uh, 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 Mercury's uh, quick silver. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, 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 shit. Uh, Pluto uh, is Iceman because it's the coldest. Iceman. Pluto's sure. not a planet. Don't okay. talk about Pluto. Yeah. Uh, ooh, the, about this Goblin. planetarium it is. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Right, yeah. Going At this point, of... there was still. That's why I said there were nine planets in this planetarium. Ancient, earlier. ancient, you know, Enlightenment era science. Uh, uh, okay, so we got so Pluto, Iceman, Man, uh, Neptune. Who did the water? Um, Namor. There, Namor is Neptune. Namor, Namor is a mutant. The submariner. So yes, it works. Yep. Namor, the submariner. Here we go. Yeah, Neptune. He was an X Man. You're right. Yep. He was an X Man. Um, very briefly. Which X Man got the biggest butt? Uh, uh, mm, mm, Colossus. It's freaking metal and big. He's yeah, Uranus. True. He's also made of rage, which I appreciate. Mm. <laughs> um, um, ooh. Mm. I'm going to uh, give uh, Earth to Magneto. Correct, yes. The Master Good. of Magnetism? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Uh, um, uh, Mars for Cyclops, because he's my favorite. Oh, he's freaking the red. Yeah, exactly. Seeing red again. That's a Am I missing song. anybody? And Venus is rogue because she's had relationships with literally every character. <laughs> Give me some sugar. Uh, mm-hmm. She's your neighbor. Yep. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I feel like we missed one. Jupiter. Oh, Jupiter is. Um, is that Professor X? No. No. He's silly. But he's like the the he's the dad. You know uh, what I mean? Tempest. Mm. Who? Who? Uh, uh, the lady what with the time powers how about gold balls oh the new one yeah gold balls it's gold balls oh, oh okay. fine yeah. yeah i mean yeah gold balls should be represented He's <laughs> okay i love gold uh, balls um so uh so gold this balls, ep- you get jupiter this episode's pretty much <laughs> Keep done. It, kid. he uh, batman saves lisa and um uh little she, dutch yeah, boy she almost gets her uh, little dutch rich fred bisected by saturn <laughs> Yeah, uh, little Dutch rich Fred is like, oh, I can't believe I was so gullible, um, and uh, and we get. I can. This ending is the most Bruce, you pretentious <laughs> fuck. Um, this is the funniest. Because <laughs> funniest ending. Lisa Lisa calls him out. She's like, you were fooled too, and he goes, guilty as charged. And then looks up at the sky, away from the two people in the room, oh and says, God. "This is a fucking move. Shakespeare." He yeah. says, "As the bard once said, the fault yes. lies not in the stars, God. but in ourselves." You know what I would have loved if he'd looked you, up baby. at the stars and God. You know what? As the big bardo once said, <laughs> uh, "I'm married." Not Scott escaping Fee. me this time, Scott yeah. Free. <laughs> That doesn't have anything to do with... Who are you talking about, Bruce? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Miracle ends next month, and I'm... Uh, oh, boy. I'm not sure I'm equipped to handle it. I have not been reading along because I, am, I fail to drag my little keister to the comic shop often enough, but I and want to... The, I still keep wanting to read it. Is that be been a, a first trade yet? No. Like, uh, they're, 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 they decided to hold it back, collection. and they're just going to release it in a whole collection. That makes Ooh, sense. I like that. <laughs> Um, oh, and I think it comes out in the December or January. I can't remember. Um, oh, oh shit! Well, now I'm not sure if I want to get all of the singles or just wait a second. Yeah, you should. It, you shouldn't have to wait very long. <laughs> like they're clearly like they know that this is going to be one of those comics that they're going to just kind of 
quietly sell tons of copies of for a the next like paper, 20 yeah, years yeah um as it yeah. should be that comic is fucking mind-blowing i really like the first two issues so uh, much but uh but yeah there you go that's the end of the episode it's a fucking shitty shakespeare quote i like shakespeare that was to dumb. a john green novel i believe Ugh. <laughs> um the end yeah the end uh, I, it was fun. Like it, it was just like a fun little like romp. There's there's nothing of substance there, but Nostromos is like a fun cheesy one-off villain. Um, yeah. Bruce had a lot of fun. It, it was yeah. It was Bruce fun. had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I know I wasn't like a hundred percent there for this episode. You're seventy five percent there for like uh, for forty like percent latter <laughs> latter half of it. But um, yeah. don't let that fool you. I actually did enjoy this episode of Batman the Animated <laughs> Series a fair you amount. Didn't enjoy talking to us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, it's okay. You should I have be. a headache. Oh, <laughs> oh, he had a headache. The headache. And he said it headache. <laughs> I had a headache. Did you say uh, some worked very bad hard aspirin? Today. Uh, did you go no. to work today? What? Yeah, I did go to work today. And then well, I went to Sam's work- Club and bought two mattresses. <laughs> and then I had you to put them places. Working overtime. Yeah, you know, got to work that job and get your pay. Mm, I don't know about Taking that, care actually. of business. Mm, that sounds made <laughs> Working up. Working every day. I haven't found what's that's it? consistent with what? my own work ethic. <laughs> also, what's happening right now? <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just talking about talking about things. Um, uh, I rate it um, this this episode. I give it six out of nine planets. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Nice. Um. I rate it um a one out of one dead goldfish. Oh, no. R.I.P. Maybe it was a saltwater so goldfish. The end of the road. Is this goldfish and graduating from high school? Well, that was my graduation song. It's everyone's graduation song. It was um, mine was also. It, so my, was it wasn't it? my graduation song. Well, that's I'm because you graduated in 1892. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. Uh, I'm not browsing that. rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, we played over there. Um, we uh, do we want to do a question? Like we actually didn't. I asked for questions. I have one question. Yeah, I I don't know what's up here. We got to answer that one question though. We Joe do. gave us a question. Yeah, oh, let's just question. An- let's just answer this real quick. <laughs> this then we'll is gonna be a really quick question comics. segment yeah. because nobody cared to ask us anything, and we're really sad about it. It hurts. I just want you to know. That it hurts me on the inside. Mm. From Joe Schlesinger, how would you use planetary models as a death trap? That happens in this one, right? You're right, it does. It does, yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, it's not like a death trap. It's just sort of a death mechanism on accident. Um, Um, I I mean, the easiest way would be to drop them on somebody. Yeah. Um, What if it was a shrinking ray and it was like a regular sized planetarium model but then they were real small so that they were big and planet sized again I would fill them with knives oh shit Hmm. I would make them out of uh, oh I know I've got a great one alright so hear me out and snakes the sun of the planetarium is emitting deadly radiation Oh, and shit. the planet models are like lead balls with stuff on them. So you have to stay in the shadow of the planets as you're traversing the room. 
This sounds like you're designing some kind of encounter. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> I'm writing this down. <laughs> uh, I would make it so that the sun is emitting some kind of deadly radiation. and Like, like it always is. And, and the people <laughs> Being a in the death trap don't have enough natural protection from the sun. And over a long period of time, like 30 mm. years, yeah. they would mm-hmm. possibly have harmful effects occur. Oh dear. My melatonins. Um, what if the sun was really hot, though? And then <laughs> it was like everything was normal. And you're like, ooh, but it's really hot. And so they go up to touch it and they, their hand gets burned. Oh dear! That's I like helpful. it. I like the idea of, the, of the sun. I like the idea of the sun being hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I think it's real original. One thing that they, they really didn't capitalize on here is that the sun gotta be hot. Mm-hmm. Come on. Um, I'm gonna feel like they might as well be walking mm, on, on the sun. sun. I like it. Smart. Um, that's smart. We. Should talk about comics again, but but shorter this time. Redux. Uh, uh, you guys read any of uh, books of the comic variety? Um. Yes. Yes. I wrote. I I, I read a curious tome. Mm-hmm. Um, called Tales of the Sinestro Corps. Oh, mm. man! You are just <laughs> pulling the weirdest random comics, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Have so, you read this? I don't know. I think it's. it's I've, I've read some of the tales of the Sinestro Corps. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It's it's kind of funny. Um, it's like who it's, you get in that uh, one? Crib is Crib in there? Oh, Crib's there, baby. Yeah, babies, look out! Crib is there. <laughs> this is, of course, the Yellow Lantern who steals crying babies and puts them in his in her back. What? Where they? live forever she, she has like stolen. a like a like a bone crib on her she has a bone. back her name is crib with a k and a y but she has uh, a bone oh crib boy. in her back she kills lanterns who are uh, mamas and papas and she and takes steals their, their babies, babies. And puts them in her back and then they're like wah, wah, and she's like shh i am the crib um that's just did that resonate really, with you that's it actually i was freaking clutching my GD pearls the whole time of the story. It's like too far, Jeff Johns. I don't know if Jeff Johns wrote that part of it. He wrote a lot of it. Sinestro okay. Corps are his baby. <laughs> Jeff Johns. This big bleeds. This is like a maniacal corner of Jeff Johns. Mm-hmm. Jeff and Johns' psyche, where they just they were, they were off their like, for a minute. It's um, okay. So it's kind of like this. It's a it's a, it's a kind of a funnily formatted anthology esque almost thing that's collecting. Um, a few different point of view points of view from uh, I guess this big what what comic event was this was this uh, the Sinestro Core War or yeah, yeah it, it, I right. think it was the Sinestro Core War which Where is great they, that's like, a fucking amazing comic event there are a bunch of just sort of like little uh, peeks into this war where the Sinestro Core is invading Earth with um, War World uh, Mongol is a Yellow Lantern mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. everybody's a Yellow Lantern all your faves. Um, <laughs> Like, uh, like there is an issue with Cyborg Superman. Uh, there's mm-hmm. an issue with uh, Superman Prime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there is an issue with um, your boy Parallax. Um, it's kind of jumping around. It's not uh, necessarily leaping, you know, uh, chronologically one from the other, but it's just giving you, like, a little character slice of this overall event. 
that um that happened a few times in, throughout John's giant like Power Rangers run on Green Lantern, uh, <laughs> where he introduced like you know all the cores. All uh, the colors, he had yeah. um he would do like you know tales from the core, and you would see like you know. Here's yeah. um, here's all the ones from uh, like you know here's a blue lantern here's a red Ultra lantern ultraviolet core um, uh, Aaron Eckhart's core um, uh, I I like um, I like Larflees I like the orange lanterns the which one Larflees he's the orange lantern oh I like his name what is orange what uh, avarice green uh, and he avarice. is he is the only orange lantern there are no other orange just lanterns mostly pissed that green was already taken yeah a little bit um yeah he <laughs> they just covet um, the green lantern. they also covet the color green because <laughs> um, they think it'd be much more appropriate his yeah. his core is made up of he's really powerful and his core is made up of constructs of people who tried to take his lantern and he absorbed them into it so now he Ooh. has like a hologram army and he lives alone on a planet that is like basically just giant mound of shit he has hoarded over the years oh i like nice it life larflees Lar- larflees is cool um anyway i like uh, the blue lanterns they're fun they're the blue, blue lanterns are fun are the blue the, objectively like the, the good ones on them right <laughs> is that who started those uh Gant- guardians who Gant- like, started it yeah yeah he is the rebellious guardians, yeah. yeah. The blue lanterns okay. who are like the universe's good guys. Yeah, yeah. They are hope. Is that yes. Yeah, they are hope. Uh, green also is willpower. Get the trademark uh, blue is hope. Uh, indigo is compassion. Horny girls. I believe. No. Horny. Vi- oh yeah, indigo. Indigo is just girls, Wait. I believe. It's just uh, a horniness, if I remember like, correctly. There's indigo and violet. Violets. Um, uh, Violet well, Violet's fems. compassion, indigo is like, is, is is like love. Just it's horny. Love. Yeah, it's just um, just straight horny. Red is rage. Um, blue, uh, yellow is barf, fear, barf, barf. and orange is um, is avarice. How uh, long big do you think it'll be before Dexter. DC um, introduces ultraviolet and infrared lanterns? Uh, literally happened in Justice That League. already happened. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, um, the, the big, one of the big first plot points in Scott Snyder's current Justice League run is uh, the discovery of the ultraviolet core. Son of a bitch. Are they invisible to the naked eye? Uh, yes. It's part, it leaks in from another dimension. So okay. it's like... Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Like normal ultraviolet yeah, right. light. Yeah. Um, anyway, the couple other parts of this, outside of these little uh, like one-off character tales of it, it's really funny. Like the the dust jacket on this trade, the interior has like this big, you know, the it, to to gear you up for the book is like you're about to read the stories of people who are psychopaths, murderers, all around bad boys. It doesn't say bad boys, but it's just like <laughs> trying to gear you. Like these are not good guys. I hope you're ready for this. Hold on to your butt, dear reader. Um, and the very first couple of stories are entirely like tales from the crypt, like spooky stories of yellow lanterns doing yeah, it, spooky stuff. Yeah, because it's, it's, really it's literally, isn't it literally like from the tome of the yellow lanterns? Um, yeah, the Book of Parallax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Abensur's son who is a you know, real chip off the old block. There you go. He's shown up and he's like, I'm ready for my yellow lantern. And they have like this initiation where they go into a really, really scary sensory deprivation tank and have to like, you know, mass. I don't know. They have enough. Were you going to say masturbate? Piss that they. No, I was not going to say that. 
actually. I was going to say they have enough yellow piss that they get out of there. Oh, much better. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, but they he like shows up, and the keeper of the Book of Parallax, I have forgotten her name. It's something with a bunch of like I also don't remember consonants it. and Ys, probably. Um, and she's like, hello, Amon. Are you ready to hear scary stories about yellow lanterns? How about this one? <laughs> well, who's the fucking the yellow lantern that is literally just a virus? Uh... To be no, fair, that's I remember a, that guy. That's yeah. also like the the Green Lantern that is like a sentient equation. <laughs> yellow, uh, yellow Lantern virus. Who is this? Oh, you're just gonna get a virus on your computer now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dang, Sinestro, uh, Despotellus. So it's a good the name. very first, yeah, there's Despotellus. There's like this. It, she just tells you a bunch of spooky stories, and like after each one, she's like, "Are you scared?" Amon, he's like, I'm not scared at all, dude. Tell me another scary story. <laughs> it's uh, it's just a really funny kind of framing device. Um, pretty, pretty amusing. Uh-huh. And um, uh, you get, uh, it's later on, like it's a couple of Green Lanterns interrogating the same woman who she tells them, because they are expectant parents, she tells them the spooky story of Crib to friggin' get them very <laughs> scared and shaking in their boots. Um, but then in the end, it's, it finally it transitions into a couple of tales from the green lantern core and it's like uh kyle rayner like mentoring the new ion and this other green lantern who's just isn't ion wacky stuff this the, the kryptonian yeah uh, dead da- sorry daxamite i forget his fucking yeah, name yeah, yeah but yeah um it is that is who it is and uh dolomite yeah, that is who it is. He's mentoring Dolomite. It is actually um, Dolomite, yes. <laughs> Dolomite himself. Um, and then uh, the end, I only call out, the end of the trade is something that really just like, you know what? It put a smile on my face because it goes through and lists like every single uh, Yellow Lantern, Green Lantern. It is like those like, I had this James Bond book growing up that had like mm. breakdowns of every movie and it has like every character and all the gadgets it's just like this illustrated guide to James Bond and it's like a similar thing here which is just like here's every friggin character and a paragraph backstory uh, that has appeared in the green in like any lantern period and so you just have like a bunch of pages of just drawings and paragraphs about like you know their first appearance or last appearance whatever kooky stuff they did when they died uh, when Hal Jordan killed them when he didn't uh, stuff like that um and uh that all leads me to say that uh tales from the sinestro core is uh it's kind of i don't know it captures a very um it captures the energy of reading a quote-unquote mature comic book from uh, my childhood in a certain mm-hmm. way that i really found up i wound up enjoying because it, it never goes so far as it never goes too far. It, well, it being a Jeff Johns book of this era, someone does have their arm ripped off. Um, but uh, it never goes too far in the, like, I don't know, something kind of like graphic brutality or something of all of these villains. But it's just, just very many X's extreme and dark and spooky, but also just so goofy the names are just sci-fi as all get out like the most like knockoff like throwaway star trek kind of names um crib <laughs> and crib and uh i thought it was a good read good read yeah i liked it 
like the super. Uh, I like think I like the cyborg Superman story the most actually, which was written by one Alan Burnett. Oh hey, that's yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I've got a another DC recommendation. Um, I see what you did there. Yeah, uh, it is. It is Hawkman by Robert Vendetti and Hawk. Brian Hitch. Hawk. Um. Hawk. It, it's new. It's issue five just came out. So, I mean, it's still pretty new. A trade hasn't dropped yet. Um, but uh, it is the post-Metal. Um, ongoing Hawkman was a large part of uh, Metal. But um, it's... I like post-Metal. I, I like pre-Metal. Um, new Metal. Uh, so Can we it, cover everything? Yeah, I think so. Oh, not okay. even close. I, I like <laughs> sludge it. Metal. Um, I'm actually more fond of power metal, I think, is the appropriate metal that I like, if I remember um, correctly. So Hawkman is a character who yeah. is infamous <laughs> yeah, for having good. the um, the most complicated, convoluted, dog shit backstory in the universe. Um, <laughs> I like, heard he used to be a barista. That was Hawk Girl, <laughs> and I hate you. Um, Hawkman, I heard he used to be a man. Hawkman has to be been married to a barista. Ah! Um, Hawkman has been rebooted like eight times, and every time they're like, "That's his he, whole backstory, right?" Yeah, right. Awesome. Is he a, is he a space cop? Is he like you know ancient king? Is he both? Is he like you know? It, did he think he was an ancient king, but is actually a space cop? Or, and or is he from a whole planet <laughs> of space cop? It's and they, they've don't done. You, don't you just hate when you think you're an ancient king, but you're actually a space cop? It's he's always had just the most convoluted nonsense. Um, and Robert Vendetti, who's a writer who is like solid. Yeah, he's never really wowed me before this book. Normally, he's just like okay. Um, cleaned it all up in one issue. Like fucking turned Hawkman from like a character who is like had issues and never really had like a definitive take on him. Turned mm-hmm. him into DC's Indiana Jones equivalent, um, in that he's like a pulp global adventurer, has friends all over the world that he's established throughout his lives. Like, there's families in Italy who are like, anytime he's in Italy, that he can crash on their couch and like they'll help him out because he saved the life of their great great grandfather in like another life. Um, <laughs> That's cool. I and like he's got that. he's got that like across the globe. He has like a network of contacts. Um, and but he's like a pulp adventurer he like fucking like went into the ancient ruins of a like gorilla city colony that was like abandoned after people showed up and like woke up a giant stone gorilla when he stole the gem out of its forehead and had to fight it it's like pulpy madness and i love it um but the really i think the coolest part of it is the the core concept of Hawkman has always been like you know he has multiple lives he has reincarnated whether he reincarnated or like lost his memory or whatever he has lived many lives um, and the twist here is the change that is made is that all of those stories are true every single one whether he was a space cop or Khufu the prince in Egypt or uh, some new lives he discovered like he was Kryptonian once he has been reincarnating not just on Earth, but through for millennia across time and space. Um, and it's because he basically, in ancient times, he was 
Like, there's some sort of great threat that's coming, and every time he reincarnates, he loses a part of his, like, basically a chunk of his memory um, regarding that threat. So he's forced to, he's traveling the globe and also space now, um, to basically recapture memories of his previous lives so that he can figure out, A, why the hell he keeps reincarnating, and B, what threat he needs to stop. Um, and it's really good. The art from Brian Hitch is really good. It's the first solo uh, superhero book Brian Hitch has drawn in like 20 years. Um, he is almost exclusively done. Like he has exclusively done uh, team books. So it's nice to see him get to be like, oh, I just get to have one person to draw in this panel. I can just draw Interesting. the one guy. Um, and it, it, it's really, in, it's entrenched in the DCU. Like he runs into Madame Xanadu. Um, he, uh, his friendship with the Adam, um, showed up in the recent, um, in the most recent issue, uh, they team up and fight a sentient planet w- possessed by the soul of a space wizard. Oh, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I changed, actually, I think that's what I, that I put a space wizard in my planetarium. Smart. <laughs> that's what I do. Ah, oh, yeah. Wizards um, do it every time. But yeah, like if you just want, <laughs> if you just want a really fun, cool like like it's pulpy but it doesn't feel dated um and like it's not super tied down to any continuity it's just like hey do you does has hawkman ever sounded interesting to you does the idea of like a like a indiana jones style superhero sound interesting to you pick up this book it's cool i really love it hawkman's always been like a a favorite of mine and so it's nice to see that he's finally getting a book that is like as good as i want it to be yeah um well cool yeah it's neat um, and speaking of ancient Egyptian DC characters, uh, Dr. Mm. F- Dr. Fate's here. Doctor, doctor, give me the fate. Um, uh. he's been sitting, he, he's been floating behind me, just kind of like tapping his finger, like right. waiting for mm. me to finish talking about Hawkman. Um, he, uh, let me know that we're going to be watching for the next episode. What are we watching? What are we watching? <laughs> the Zeta Project. Oh, so Graham's going to be staying in Maine for a few weeks. Then. <laughs> and the next episode of the Zeta Project features a guest star. One Mr. Ooh. Terry McGinnis. What? <gasps> yeah. No. Batman Beyond, baby. Um, hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll have that to look forward to at least. See if maybe Terry can bring up the quality. Although, I think the last episode of Zeta Project was fine. I had um, a good time with it. Yeah. Does Zeta return no. to Gotham, or are we going to see Terry like in the uh, broad this, like daylight? Yeah, is the it going to be like the, 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 read, the um, Tales from Metropolis, where he's ah, it's very yeah. it's bright. very bright. <laughs> um, the the synopsis I read is that basically the NSA tricks Batman into thinking that Zeta's gone rogue, and so Batman's trying to bring him down. Oh right, but doesn't doesn't Zeta? Mm, isn't he a backdoor pilot from a Batman Beyond episode? Yeah, he so is. Terry he should is. already be familiar with Zeta's whole deal. Yeah, but they're thinking they're they're they trick him. The exact line I saw is that he's gone back onto his programming. Like uh, he okay. he's just murdering people. Well, that should be really easy to to spot because yeah. I mean, you just show up and you're like, hey Zeta, and he's like, hey, what's up? You murdering anybody? <laughs> no, you're lying. I'm too stupid to lie. Okay, have a nice day. Um, but yeah, we'll there you see go. how the world's greatest detective handles it uh, this yeah, is sure welcome to terry mcginnis world's finest beyond 
That <laughs> how sad is that that the Batman Beyond Universe world's finest is Batman and Zeta. Batman and Z. Oh boy. All right. Um, but and uh, it yeah. has like the the logo with the two of them, and then Ro jumps up and throws her arms around. The I'm both here of them, like, too. And Ro. Oh boy. And Scrappy Doo. Um. But uh, yeah. Uh, Puppy power. We'll uh, we'll you know check in next week. Um. Thank you guys for uh, joining us. Uh, please. No, hold on. Here. I have a thing. Oh. I have a thing oh. I need to talk about. Oh. Mm. Uh, you didn't so, bet this. Okay. Listeners, <laughs> as you know, we're a member of the Audio Entropy Podcasting Network. It's true, we are. First time hearing about this. Okay. The network, in the first weekend of November, starting November 2nd and ending November 4th. Remember, remember, the first weekend of November, starting November 2nd and ending November 4th. That's the one is doing an Extra Life marathon on Twitch. And I will be there. And I need at least one person who's ever listened to my podcast to show up (laughs) so that I'm not alone for five hours at night. Because I signed up way too late, and I will be streaming uh, Saturday, November 3rd, from midnight till 5 a.m. That sounds like the time (laughs) of of night that i'd love to be on my computer (laughs) yeah i expect basically no one to show up but somebody's got to hold down the fort in the evening and i'm living the bachelor life that weekend so i'm like oh hell why not yeah i don't know what i'm streaming yet i stayed up till 5 a.m playing assassin's creed uh, yeah i was gonna say i know that zach based on messages in the slack message i know you routinely stay up until basically the time i wake up for work (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. So anyways, uh, if you're at all interested in, you know, like giving money to children's hospitals for charity, uh, you should uh, show up and check yeah. out our Extra Life page. Do it. I that think sounds it's pretty cool. Somewhere, someplace. I'll have more nice. information possibly next week. Yeah. That's nice. Just a little bit to wet our whistle. Yeah. I don't want the no. URL yet. No. Um, I, lose mean, I literally don't know it. Letters under rules. <laughs> uh, what are you going to be streaming, Cameron? I don't know yet, actually. Uh, I may be streaming Dragon Age Inquisition because I've talked about it on this podcast several times about how much we like it. Uh, mm. I might be streaming some sort of extremely boring strategy game. I know that's, that's a big draw. Everybody a good way to, to stay uh, awake. I might be streaming Castlevania Aria of Sorrow, which is my favorite Castlevania game ever. I hear there's oh, a randomizer out for that, so that'll be interesting. I might give it a shot. Hmm. So, but those are my my options, uh, listeners. If you have any suggestions, feel free to weigh in. You can Our either tweet at us yeah. <laughs> at DCAU Watchtower. Is that correct? Nope, Watchtower DCAU. <laughs> I always type it in with a D first. I'm like, where's our fucking Twitter? <laughs> no, we're at Watchtower DCAU, or you can email us at uh, all along the Watchtower Podcast at gmail.com. Redact the part where I didn't know what our Twitter was. Nope. <laughs> uh, nope. Um. And uh, leave a review on iTunes. We got eight sure. of them. Oh, That's yeah. more than I thought we did, honestly. Uh, our current rating is a four and a half star. So I'll take that. That's not bad. Somebody rated us a one star. Rude. Um, um, you know what? No, give us, if you feel like you need to stomp on our faces in the digital realm, you know, I'm not going to stand in your way. Please. You can rate us whatever you want to, but also mm, we'll be sad. Listen, um, it'll, it's mean. I'm not going to say it's not mean and cruel uh but you know you can do it you want to be nasty you be nasty 
I'll, uh, but, uh, I'll tweet uh, out the link to our Extra Life page because it's just like Extra Life slash team slash a bunch of numbers and nobody's going to remember that from audio uh, medium. Please don't actually type in a bunch of numbers. <laughs> it's uh, 41399, apparently. <laughs> That's 413. That's even that many numbers. 99er. 4139. Thank you for tuning into All Along the Watchtower. I've been Little Dutch Rich Fred, your host with the <laughs> most baby. What the fuck just happened? You slow jazz. Here's another power hour of what? <laughs> that clip from the Arsenio Hall show. Cool. <laughs> Billy Clinton. Hey, uh, I've hey, hey, been <laughs> Bye everybody. Yeah, it was, it was smooth. Yeah. <laughs> there must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion.